Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Marriage and Martinis. I'm Adam. Here's Danielle. Hello. Would you like to discuss our fight we just had or should we just get on with the episode? Well, we're not we're <laughs> just not off to a good start. No. I just we just had a fight about a dentist appointment. Yeah. Well, okay. No. I said to you the whole time this is not about the dentist it appointment. It started as a dentist well, about a it dentist. It started about you being frustrated about this dentist appointment, but that's not what it turned into. So that's not what that was about. Yeah. Long story short, we'll do, maybe we'll do, we should do an episode How about where. a short story long? Give the whole no, thing. No, I was going to say we should do an episode where we both give our sides of the story of an argument and then people get to pick who wins. <laughs> no way. Yes. <laughs> no. Because you know I'll win. No, of course you will because people are team Danielle on this podcast. No, they're not. And yeah. No, they are not. That is I not so. true. That is not true. <laughs> so. But basically we'll boil it down to. Put it on Twitter. Then we'll get the real reactions of everything. Right. <laughs> yeah, we'll get. No, it needs to be on like Facebook Live. And then we'll get a play by play. Any social media, anything, we're going to get just a ton of hate. Who cares? Like, true. Not even. That's not true. I know most of our social media community is really good. We have sometimes people chime in who aren't so nice, but they're not really marriage and martinis follow. They're just people who like have found us somehow randomly. Those are always the people who leave the bad comments who are like, just don't get it. Who just found us randomly and aren't like, they don't listen to the podcast. They're not, you know, they're, they're, they're not like, they don't watch my stories and aren't involved. Like, they're just people who are like, oh, okay, this looks like a funny meme page. Right. So I'm like, damn it, we are more than a meme page. <laughs> they found a funny meme and they're like, yeah, not, they them. don't approve. Or right. Whatever. And then if you don't post a meme, they're like, I thought this was a funny meme page. Why are you posting about your fight with your husband? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Learn about us. Mm. All right. So we won't get into it. It so happened. yeah, it was right. yeah. Okay. So we're just not going to go to the dentist, <laughs> sure. the, the dentist anymore, and then we won't fight about it. <laughs> we love our dentist, by the way. Just want to throw that we out. We love there. our dentist, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're discussing 2022 because here we are, first weekend, had our first fight. All things are good. Wow, we went a whole five, <laughs> no, seven, a whole week without fighting. Yeah, but I was probably mad at you anyway for something, so we just didn't fight about it. Well, and we've seen each other about 15 minutes Exactly. Week, so that's why we didn't right. fight. Uh, but to recap, I think we covered pretty much in our last episode for 2021. Um, I am so glad 2021 is over. It was definitely one of the most stressful, yet productive, most expensive, and kind of unsure years of our lives like a lot happened in 2021 both good both bad you know like it was i feel like i've aged 
20 years in 2021. Yeah, of course, you don't look like you've aged 20 years. <laughs> oh, you don't years. think so? Not even a little. I feel like I have some more grays going on in the side that there. It still doesn't make, <laughs> as you're a guy, gray doesn't make you age. It makes you look better. But I feel older this year. Like, I mm-hmm. just feel like 2021 aged me. And 2020. For so many reasons. Well, 2020 was, you know, the pandemic year. It wasn't over 2021. It was still going on, obviously, in a big way. But so much happened because of the pandemic that changed our lives so dramatically. I just feel like I like I I, I feel like 2021 was a blur, and it was the fastest year of my life, but the most shit that happened at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just. It I, was a very productive year and a very counterproductive year. Yeah, it's kind of what I was just saying, but there before. Oh, yeah. yeah. okay uh you know just a lot happened it went it went as fast as any year that i could ever remember so much happened so much was going on so here we are in 2022 Mm -hmm. okay okay yeah i for 2022 look there's the idea of new beginnings and first of all there was part of me we were supposed to record this i think weeks ago and we didn't and because we we're so focused on the 20 end of 2021 episode. And then there was part of me now that was like, is it too late to record a 2022 episode? It's like that curb your enthusiasm bit uh, where can't say new, happy new year. Yeah. Where soon, the woman says happy new year to him. And he's like, you can't say that anymore. It's expired. It's only the first right. three days. Then after that, it's not happy new year right. anymore. So it's sort of like that. Is it, we're a week in, is it too late to do a new year's episode? But I, I think it's more of like a new beginnings type of thing. And for me, um, I, I feel like there's two new beginnings times if if you have kids. The first one for me is in September, right? When, when school's starting and everything. And I dread that new beginning. But I yeah, think, but I would not understand that because I don't do those things. Oh, shut like up. Like you would wish that I oh, would. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Oh my God, this is about the dentist appointment fight. I'll tell you about this in another episode. But a lot, you see those those commercials of people in staples, of parents in staples, like with the music in the background, like so excited about their kids going back to school and everything. And I guess when your kids are in preschool and lower elementary school, for the most part, it is exciting for your kids to go back to school because... It's it's routine and, you know, nothing has such consequences when they go back to school, right? Like if you miss the homework in first grade, I would love to go back to myself as a mom with first grade Mia and be like, who fucking cares if she does the homework? Like big deal. It's not, you know, like I would love to go back and tell myself, take advantage of the fact that this is first, second, third grade and, you know, and not be so upset about the fact that she's not handing everything in or whatever. Like just mm-hmm. give yourself a, a pass. But as they get older, I think it's gotten really stressful for me for our kids to go back to school because we don't have kids that are very self-motivated. Um, a lot of that being our fault. Um, also the going back to school, I think for most parents right now with the pandemic is very stressful because is it going to be virtual is it going to be half is it going to Ontario and Canada is now in total lockdown so they're back to virtual so you oh. don't know what's happening um but this new beginning like the new year for me feels like a reset like I like it in the sense that 
now that I, you know, I'm not putting a lot of pressure on myself. I'm not making big resolutions. It's more just like a, okay, let's recalibrate, let's rebalance and let's figure out what these 12, what we want these next 12 months to look like. So I'm trying to take the pressure off myself, but yet say, okay, this is a chance for you to be like, wipe the slate clean and kind of just try to get back to where you want to be. Right. But it's so hard to do because we don't know what's going to be happening. We don't know if we're going to be in lockdown again. We don't know if we're going to be in virtual school again. You know, it's so it's, it's hard. We can't just pinpoint and say, all right, let's make this a good year for this reason and that reason. We don't know what's going to happen, you know? Well, I guess that a lot of the goals that I have and I'll be talking about are regardless of whether okay. or not, I mean, I do not want to go into lockdown again. Do not get me wrong. Like that sounds awful to me. (laughs) Yeah. It was funny. You were talking about like people who go to Staples to get ready to go back to school. You know, I have a Staples in my shopping center where my business is and I see it because when it's back to school time, the parking lot is completely full. People are lined up out the door to go to, you know, Staples. And it kind of reminded me of when I was a kid going back to school for the next year and I loved it. I was like, you know, bring on the Lamborghini Trapper Keeper. Bring on the protractors and the rulers. Like, I loved that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, the new pencils and the new whatever. It's not yeah. like that anymore. <laughs> no? They like- give you very specific, I don't know about everybody else, but our schools give you very specific lists, and you have to get everything on that list. Like, And it's like a blue folder, a red folder, a no, yellow it was folder. not like right. that. No, no. It, it's very, there's no, it's not fun anymore. And at the end of every year, they offer a box that you can get that will be delivered on the first day of school to your kids so that you don't have to do the um, the shopping. They do it all for you and just it just ter- turns up on your kids' desks. It fa- sounds fantastic, right? Yeah. I have never once made the cutoff to order that shit. Oh, really? No. Every year, I'm like, I got to order it. I got to order it. Never do. Every year end up on September 2nd, the day after Labor Day or whatever, I wind up in Staples buying all this shit. That's not surprising. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. (laughs) But But this is a different new beginning for me. Yeah, no. For us, it was, you know, you need a five-star binder notebook with, you know, or the five- I don't even think they gave any kind of. And you need some number two pencils, and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Like that was kind of it. Totally. Yeah. Now it's a yeah. Now it's like you need the tennis balls for the bottom of the chairs. (laughs) Whatever. All right. But um, but anyway, there's like that black hole week between Christmas and New Year's. You know that week of. Just by the end of by the by December thirty first, I literally, I felt like. I had indulged myself to the point of, you know, exploding. Okay, Possibly. In every way. I don't even know because I don't see you for the last week of the year ever. Right. Any it's year. one of your busiest weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know what's going on in your life and you don't know what's going on in mine. So, uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up about this time of year, other than it being a reset and a recalibration, is it's interesting because I, at this point in my life, I'm really appreciating the winter now, like the winter months. There used to be a time when I would dread it getting dark so early and I would dread the fact that, you know, the weather was colder and we couldn't do as much outside and everything. But as I get older, I kind of realize that I'm really a winter person. I I like summer too, but I am a person who 
I like to be in my house by like 5 p.m. anyway. And I mm-hmm. like the world to shut down early so that I don't have to feel like last night I had to drive Ian at seven o'clock to basketball. That's not that late. But I did not want to drive him at seven o'clock to basketball. Well, even worse, you have to pick him up. I have to pick him up. Right. <laughs> but, worse. but I just feel like for me, I have an appreciation of the winter months now in a way that I didn't even five years ago. And I'm enjoying it. Like, so how do you, how do you feel about the winter? Well, I hate, I hate the winter. I hate the cold. I don't love the summer. I hate the heat. <laughs> I love spring and fall. Mm-hmm. Those are my two favorite seasons, but us in New Jersey, we don't have spring and fall anymore. Almost like it feels like you go from winter to summer and summer to winter. Like you get two to three weeks of spring and fall. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Or you know? a day here or there. It's not even like three straight weeks. It's like sporadic. It's like, oh, yeah. it feels like, yeah. Well, yeah, like, I, you know, I noticed you know, going into October, we're still in the 80s, you know, like, and then all of a sudden it's November, you get some fall, and then December, it's winter. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just so fast. And so, like, we don't get those comfortable months. Right. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about the season. Yeah. But I've spoken about, I'm a not a lazy person. I am a... A person. Relaxed who, I like. Person. No, I'm not. Oh, oh my god, not no. even a little. No, I meant. I, I guess out on the level, kind of like looking in at you, not knowing what's going on in the head of yours. No, I'm no way. Nobody would. I don't think anybody. Well, in some ways, I guess people would call me relaxed. Yeah. I laid back, maybe more than relaxed. Okay. I, I am a laid back person with heavy anxiety. Okay. But but that's not present. That's not forefront. It's not like we can't look at you and say, "Oh, there's anxiety right there." You know what I mean? I guess so. But I, I feel like I am a type of person who, you know me, I like my rest. Mm-hmm. I like to be in bed. I value sleep very, very much. I like the world shutting down early so that I don't feel the guilt of, like in the summer, it's what Glennon Doyle calls, she says that the sun is shaming her. Like when she's inside and the sun is shining and the birds are chirping and everything's happening outside and the sun is like, you should be out here, motherfucker. And you're inside, like all curled up on your couch, all comfy and everything. And you're like, I should go outside, but I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I want to be in here. And you feel guilty. Right. And that, ha- and that happens to me a lot during the summer, especially when people on social media are posting their pictures of, you know, they've taken their kids to this park and, you know, they're at this place and whatever. And I'm like <laughs> inside. You can't look at those posts. It's like that one thing that they did and then another family posts something they did. Like, so you feel like everybody's doing everything all the time. Yeah. But it's not the case. Like they posted that one thing. And right, but when you're scrolling and there's all these happy kids and your kids are like miserable because, you know, you've gone, you've gotten into bed at four o'clock, <laughs> you feel guilty. No. So anyway, I just, um, I have a new appreciation for winter and for the, the fact that it, you, you are forced to slow down. And Amy and I are actually going to be doing an episode about the book Wintering by Catherine May. Um, If you have not read it yet and you you are interested in this concept of winter and wintering and and getting yourself to slow down, read it because we are going to do a whole episode on it. And it's really cool. It's a very awesome concept. Um, So so read that if you if you haven't yet. Although I am very excited about the winter these days being in our house now because we have a real fireplace, a wood burning fireplace, mm-hmm. and I love to make 
fires. We, yeah, that's one of my favorite things. So about I the winter love too. when we sit in the family room and have a glass of wine and put the fire on and watch a movie. Like that to me, right? That's kind of perfect. Like that's my perfect situation. I'm trying to remember if like people in the South, like people in Florida, do they have fireplaces? Why not? Well, because it because it's warm, get very cold. But. But yeah, I know there's other reasons to have a fire too. I bet no? they don't have many wood fireplaces in like Florida. Well, those gas or the ones South. suck. We had, we had them. one. We had like in two houses, we had gas and we never used them. They're terrible. Yeah. First of all, they heat up the house by like another 50 degrees, like in, on top of what it already is. They're so hot. And we had little kids when we had them. So we didn't turn it on because they get really hot. If they touched it, they would burn their hands. It's just, it's, yeah, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. No. No, it's not the same at all. No. There's really something about a wood-burning fireplace yeah. that is so fantastic. Yeah, I go outside, I chop the wood. No, I you bring, don't. No, I don't chop it. But I have it delivered to the house, <laughs> and I bring the wood in. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love that you love to make a fire. Yeah, I, I love that you do that. I want to learn how to make a fire. I'll teach you. Okay. Good luck. Just don't do what I did last night. What'd you do? You burn you yourself? No. I, I got that. I got a splinter under my nail. That do you remember a, that? Oh, that was last night? Yeah. That was painful. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Um, And I wanted to ask you, the last thing was we ended the year on kind of, first of all, we ended the year on Omicron. So everybody is was home for New Year's, depending on where you lived. And that was a bummer. But on top of that, Betty White died on the last day mm-hmm. of 2021. And I feel like we have to talk about that. Wasn't that like a day before she was 100 or something? Not a day. I think January 17th was going to be her okay, 100th so a few birthday. Weeks. That was my same birthday as my grandfather. Oh. Um, but yeah, a few weeks. Uh, yeah, but but do you did you have any sort of... Con- like, I feel like the whole world, how many celebrities... Will the whole world mourn when when they die? Yeah, right? no, I was really, when I heard about it, one of my employees was like, oh my God, she was checking whatever on her phone. And she was like, Betty White just died today. And my first instinct was, I was very emotional about it because I was thinking, Danielle's going to be really upset mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... I, I've seen three episodes of Golden Girls in my life, and I get it. I know who she is, and I I think she's incredible. And I but I knew you were going to be upset, so I was kind of emotional for you. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> when I first heard that. Oh, yeah, that's so sweet. You know, I her husband sweet. used to take the kids to the dentist all the time. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She didn't have kids. But nobody but, even understands what that means. I know. Well, that gives a little it. background of what the fight was about, about you taking the kids to the dentist right, instead right. of me. But Betty White, for for me and for I think for a lot of people, we look, obviously, we didn't know her personally. I would have loved to, but we didn't. But she was this just um, this entity of like just goodness, right? Like. The, of all the celebrities, of all the people in the world, of all the figures, I can think of really two, maybe three, who there's no controversy. Nobody, there's no, if you post something about them, somebody else is going to be like, oh, they suck. Why do you like them? Or did you hear about this scandal? Or do you remember they were involved in this? Or blah, blah. You have to be very careful. You know, I've posted about certain celebrities that I really like, and I'm like, then it's a headache. It's, you know, it's it's constant back and forth of people arguing about that person. Betty White was, was someone, and I feel this way about Dolly Parton also, was somebody who just, in, like, in, she was just a, a ball of 
wonderful fire. Well, wasn't she? I don't know much about her. Wasn't she also just ahead of her time making the jokes that women are making today and what have always been wanting to make forever? And yeah, well, she has that of, famous joke about, um, you know, that about a vagina and how people, you know, always say hard as balls. Why do you say hard as balls? What? What? So people are always like, oh, he's hard as balls or tough as balls. What the hell does that mean? That's, oh, you never heard that saying before? Hard as balls? Yeah, like, oh, no. it's hard as balls or tough as balls or, you know. Yeah, you never heard that? No. Tough as balls. Okay. So, and she was basically like, why do we always say tough as balls when women are the ones, women's vaginas take a beaten man and, like, keep going and right. we should be, right. So yeah, she's one little of, lick to the balls and it's fucking over, man. Lick it, to it, the balls. I'm, lick meaning, like, hit. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Oh, you know what's so funny that just reminded me of? Did you ever watch um, Last Man on Earth with, um, what's his name? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Forte. William well, Forte. Will Forte. Yeah. One of the funniest, I, I have maybe have never laughed so hard out loud by myself watching a show. And he met, uh, he met one of the, you know, the girl on the show and they were talking and it was a whole like feminism episode ish. I think they were talking about just him appreciating feminism. Some I don't remember what. So his apology was, um, they had to wake up early. It was just like the two of them on Earth at this point, I guess. And he he was waking her up early, and, and stay instead of saying cock a doodle do as a rooster would to wake her up, he he wakes her up. He goes vagina doodle do. <laughs> I can't do it. You got to watch it. It's the funniest fucking thing I think I, I've seen. Right, find by it myself. and I'll post it. Okay, because obviously I can't do it. Okay. <laughs> but seeing it as a surprise, not realizing it was happening and coming, it was... All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like red, like blushing. You are myself. blushing. <laughs> it was just so funny and I, I just can't represent it properly. Funny though. All right. All right. Sorry. So, but I, I, I want to get back to Betty White because I do want to give her a little bit of a tribute on this episode because she was a big deal to me. And especially as someone who spends 50% of my time posting shit on Instagram and, you know, on social media and finding content and everything. She was somebody who was, for me, like a safe zone. Anything you ever post about Betty White will be safe. And that's a really good feeling. And it's, but it, but you also feel good posting about Betty White because you're spreading goodness. And she had so many great qualities and she, she added so much that, you know, it was just like a, she was a nice, I don't know, she was like a, like home base, right? I like get it. If I ever posted something and people were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Or, you know, you obviously don't know politics or who the fuck are you to post about this? I'd be like, Betty White. And everybody would be like, oh, Betty White. Right. You know, and it bring you back to home base and bring you back to like your, you know, your equilibrium. But she just had no controversy. But she also like did phenomenal things. And she kind of, you know, like we all want to live how Betty White lived, right? She just sort of was a happy, wonderful person. And she divorced her husband in the 1940s, which was unheard of basically in the 1940s for a woman to divorce her husband. First of all, nobody got divorced in the 1940s right. unless you were, you know, like, but she did. And it was because he wasn't supporting her career enough. She decided not to have kids like it was an active decision for her not to have kids in a time where everybody was having kids. I mean, literally, that was the, you know, 
You don't you didn't not have kids when you were in the 40s and 50s. And she was vocal against racism and she was a champion of gay rights before it was trendy in Hollywood to be a champion of gay rights. Yeah, that's so, kind of what I was saying. Like she was always ahead of the time. Uh, yes. Like, wait, th- did she ever have kids or she no? She did not. No. But no. I was an act. She did not want kids and she oh, didn't. She's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> but a few things about Betty White that you may not know that I found okay. that were really interesting are in the 2014 edition of Guinness Book of World Records. She's in there for being awarded the title of longest TV career for an entertainer, a female entertainer, for her more than 70 years in show business. So when she died, she had been in show business for almost eight decades. And she was a regular on the game show Password. Remember Password? Yes. Where someone says a word, like I would say like chocolate chip cookie dough and you would say ice cream okay that's password okay so she was a celebrity on password all the time and though white uh, oh sorry so she was the host was alan ludden and she would go on password all the time like she loved it she was like the celebrity on password and he asked her to marry him she said no and for the next year he wore the engagement ring he proposed to her with around his neck. While, and she would be on password and stuff and see the engagement ring around his neck. And she finally said yes. And then she, they were together until his death in 1981. And she never got remarried again because she said he was the love of her life. And she never wanted to get remarried again because nobody could live up to what he was. Mm. Okay. So I thought that was fun. She originally tried out for the part of Blanche on Golden Girls. Oh, really? You don't even know who no, Blanche is. I don't. For fuck's sake, for real? <laughs> I know there's four of them, three and a mom. Blanche is the sexy one who has sex with everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so sure. she originally tried out for that, um, and Blanche tried out for her part. Okay. But then they wound up, you know, switching and thinking it was, you know, the he was better. And you'll like this, because you love this movie. White was offered the part of Beverly Connolly, on-screen mother to Helen Hunt in the Oscar-winning movie As Good As It Gets. Mm-hmm. You I love do it. love that movie. You love yes. that movie. But if you remember in As Good As It Gets, there's a scene. Wait, whose mother? Remember uh, Helen Hunt? She, her mom is helping her yes. take care of her yeah. son and everything. Yep, yep, yep. So Betty White was offered that part. But she's a devoted animal lover and was horrified by the scene where Jack Nicholson Puts the dog down the trash chute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so right. she asked the director to change that scene, and he said no. So she dropped out. All right. Okay. Yeah. Much. But 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 anyway, okay. she 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 was a huge animal lover and everything. So <laughs> and she was the oldest person to host SNL after a Facebook campaign asked for her to to be the host. Cool. All right. Okay. You, yeah. You want me to shut up about no, her? No. Right? No. No. It's great. I love. I loved it. Betty White is wonderful. She is wonderful. I, I know she. I'm not. And she deserves guessing. as many tributes as she can get. She does. Okay. All right. All right. Well, can to, you pause? Because I have to pee. We have to take a break. Okay. Okay. So we'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, so for us, for 2022, it's a new year. We have new goals, not resolutions, right? That's intentions. out. Intentions. Intentions, that's the new. Resolutions are out. Okay. Intentions are in. Okay, so we have some new intentions for 2022. And for parenting, I had a couple of ideas, which I think we need to carry out with our children. Oh, you did we? I only wanted you to talk about you. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll say me. Yeah, please. I, I mean we, but I'll say me. Um, Can I guess them? Yeah, go ahead. What, what, what do you think I need, I would want to do as a parent for our children? A healthier lifestyle. <clears throat> Yes, I will add that on. Oh, no, that wasn't one of them? <laughs> oh, okay. No, no go but, ahead. No, but that's a good one because they need that. No shit. Big time. I just don't know how to do it. Right. All right, so go ahead. I'm sorry. I just, I just thought that was going to be one, but go ahead. I, I really want to just ground them a little bit. Not grounding like punish, but like bring them back to earth and bring them back to reality for no a little bit. Shit. No they shit. They have no fucking... Like, I look, we, I think we were probably spoiled as kids too. I get it. I don't know if it was to the extent, but our kids are fucking spoiled. For fuck's sake, yes. Like, our kids are hungry. They will go to the kitchen and find tons of food and say there's nothing to eat. So they'll door dash mm-hmm. McDonald's or whatever. So if it's McDonald's and they want 20 nuggets and a Coke and a fries and spend $40 to door dash it to the house. Like, they have no idea. Well, let's clarify. They're not using our money. Not anymore. Not usually. Not, sometimes. Sometimes. 50, 50, 70, no. 40. Okay. 70, 40? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's figure that math. But go ahead. But th- no, we, I've asked people because they are so obsessed with DoorDash. I've asked for birthdays and Hanukkahs and, you know, all the holiday, St. Patrick's Day. Right. Get them DoorDash gift cards. And green beer. And green beer. Right. And, and, and. A little bit, that's probably, it's been good because they're not using our money anymore for DoorDash, but it's also been bad because then they can DoorDash whenever the fuck they want. Well, that's the point. Like, even though we're not spending the money on it, their their understanding is, oh, I'm hungry and I want this and I'm going to spend 200% of what it really costs to get it to me easily to my house. Right. So it's just like, they don't get it. Like they just don't understand the concept of what things cost Mm -hmm. and what it is to get something and what, you know, that needs to be under control. Mm -hmm. I think. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted McDonald's. I was riding my bike on route route one. (laughs) Well, we can't blame them for that. They can't ride a bike from our house to a McDonald's, but that's not the point. Like if they're hungry, make a bowl of cereal, have a grilled cheese. Well, that's the thing that sometimes, yes. Sometimes during, di- sometimes before dinner, really, Ian, our middle son, will say to me, "What's for dinner?" And I'm like, "I, I don't know, fucking cereal." Like, I-, I don't know. I worked all day, and now I'm like exhausted, and I have to drive you here, and I just picked up Mia from here, and Jonas has to go here or whatever. I'm like, "Fucking eat some cereal." Like, I- why does every, why does every meal, like he literally thinks that every meal has to be like a gourmet experience. Right. This it's this is not a cruise. Like right. when he was a baby and he we went on a cruise and he picks up the phone and he says, Yeah, can I have a chocolate milk? Yeah. That was the best <laughs> story ever. Well, you have to tell this story correctly. Do you know the story? Go ahead, you do it. 
Well, so we were, we went on a cruise one time when we were, you know, when Ian was, I guess, two, two and a half. And this is so, this is, this is Ian in a nutshell. That's exactly why I thought about this. Everything you need to know about Ian is, is in this story. So your parents took us on a cruise with all the kids and we had a butler who would like bring you shit whenever you needed it. And so one day when we got home, Ian's sitting there and we had still had a home phone at this point. We no longer do, but we still had a home phone and he picked it up and he dialed some num- some numbers and he said, hi, I have chocolate milk, please. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And then I realized he was like, oh, my God, he thinks we have a fucking servant at home who's going <laughs> right. to bring him chocolate milk. Yeah. And, and he's been the same ever, ever since, since. <laughs> that cruise ruined him. <laughs> but that's. Th- the extent of, you know, like what our kids expect, mm-hmm. you know, things to be. Mm-hmm. It's just you pick up the phone or you pay this fake money or, you know, yeah. whatever. When you're hungry, you order it. Right. And it comes and it costs you three times as much as it should. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And it's hard because on some level, our kids are. I always say to myself, oh, my God, there's such good souls. There's such good human beings. They're going to add so much to the world. And like, that's a little bit how I'm like, OK, they're, they're, we're, we're doing well on one hand. On the other hand, they're going to get out in the world and get fucking eaten by wolves. No, oh, yeah. Because they do not know shit about survival. <laughs> so like they're going to be really, really good and contribute a lot and then they're going to be on their way home and someone's going to offer them DoorDash and they're going to have like their wallet and their keys and their house and their lives stolen from them because they're not going to know how to deal with having someone offer them door. Like it's they just don't know how they have no street smarts. No. Wonderful, wonderful human beings. No street smarts. Are there any street smarts anymore? Like where we're from. There's no streets like you're not in the street anywhere playing ball like you're not. There's no street smarts. There's yeah. not, you're not crossing the street. You're not learning how to, you know, dodge. Right. Cars and dodge cars. Yeah. You're not living in a city. You know what I'm saying? Like right. there's no street smarts. It's all just. Well, it depends where you live. I mean, I have cousins, you know, my cousin's kids who live in Manhattan and they take three subways to go to school. That's street smarts right, right there. Well, I'm saying yeah. because of where, right. You said because of where we Correct. live. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many suburban street smart kids there right. are anymore, especially how many pandemic suburban street smart kids are there. <laughs> right. So I don't know. But but our kids are wonderful humans as far as like day to day survival goes. I worry. I really do. I worry. Well, maybe they'll be really successful and they just won't be able to door dash for the rest of their lives. Wait, if they're <laughs> successful, they will be able to do it. That's what I'm saying. If they're, oh. if they're, maybe they'll be really successful right. and they'll be able to I do this hope for so, the rest man. of their lives. I hope so. And they can do it for us. All right. So how many goals as a parent did you do? One? Yeah, that was pretty much Me it. Me too. Okay. So my goal as a parent this year, 2022, I don't know if you've noticed, but I tend to micromanage the kids a little too much. Mm, I have this. Do you? As a matter of fact. Okay. For you, because you asked me. What is something you want me to work on? Correct. All right. I want to clarify, though. I am not a helicopter mom. I am not one of those moms who is like. I don't think anybody thinks that about you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually kind of neglectful. 
No, I'm not one of those moms who's like constantly worried our kids are going to get hurt. Like I'm like, if they're hurt, I'm like, fucking suck it up. You're fine. We don't need to go to the hospital. You're good. Get a Band-Aid. It's all good. And I'm not one of those moms who's like, I'm not strict. I would say if anything, I'm kind of laid back as a parent. Like Mia's, all Mia's friends are like, oh my God, your mom is so cool and she'll drive us places. She doesn't care if we watch this or blah, blah, blah. Like in some ways I am very, very laid back as a parent. Mm -hmm. I have my mom's mentality, which is like best little whorehouse in Texas. You watch when you're three and it's all downhill, but yet uphill in some ways from there. So, you know, I'm very much like, in, as long as they're not learning violence or anything from anything, I am like, go for it. You know, the world is your oyster. No, you are very much your mother, by the way. Oh, shit. I don't know if that, <laughs> that could go either way. No, you really are. It's, you know, be who you are as long as you don't hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't, there's no violence. You're not being mean to somebody. You're not hurting somebody's feelings. You're not all those things. As long as you're a good human being. And then, you know, right. those other things all don't right. worry so much about. So here, so my therapist, mm-hmm. who happens to also be two of our kids therapists because she's so amazing and I can't find anything one better. And I just want everybody to have her. And she sees you also. No, she saw me once or twice and I love her, mm-hmm. but I won't see her because she sees you. Okay. That's I the get only that. reason. I get that. Yeah. But in some ways it's good because the kids have said to her that I... I'm not good like this. And and she's told me about it. And I appreciate and love her so much that I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I micromanage the kids in the fact that. OK, I- I'm going to try to break it down like this. I always say to the kids, I'm not a cruise director, right? Like I'm not your playmate. I'm not here to plan your life's fun activities and make sure that you're like having a grand old time all the time. Right. Like. I'm not here to play board games with you and whatever. During the pandemic was different when they we were their only option mm-hmm. and everything. But you have friends. There are things you can do. You're signed up for activities. You're all good. You don't need me to fucking be Ken when you're Barbie. All right? Um, I'm not doing that. All right. What? I don't get that, but go ahead. Like Mia used to want me to play Barbie with her all the time. And I was like, no, I don't want to play Barbie. Okay. I got shit to do. Have a friend play Barbie with you. <laughs> okay. So... I would say I'm not a helicopter mom. I'm not a cruise director. I feel like sometimes I am more of like a strategic life planner, but I take it too far. And I feel like I want my kids to have all of these skills and experiences. And we're so pressed for time, especially because of the pandemic, that when I think they're not getting those experiences and those skills, I get way too involved. And yeah, well, you stress out when you're like, if the kids have nothing to do, like if I'm home on a weekend and the kids have no plans, you are stressed. Like you feel bad. Like, should we be doing something with the kids? Should we? Do- I don't think anymore. Maybe more before. The pandemic. Yeah. This but, is- because you would always like, I, I go back to this Instagram thing or whatever. You know, you see these families doing things and you would look at those things and be like, why aren't we doing that? We should be doing that. We're just laying low today and not doing anything. And I'm like, we're all just relaxing and it's okay. We all need downtime too. We do those things. Not every weekend. And you shouldn't. No, I think I've gotten better at that. I do. I, I yeah. agree. Yeah. I think it's more, I think it's more long-term things. Like if the, you know, 
especially Mia. And I feel bad. I always go back to Mia, but I always, you know, I feel like she's the oldest. So I feel like the, the clock is running out more for her. But I feel like, I feel like sometimes if she has an idea for the summer or, you know, she's not doing enough activities that we're going to be able to put on the college application or whatever, I get very involved and I'm like, oh, well, have you seen this? Or have you seen this? Or I think you should do this. And it's not good. It's, it's actually very counterproductive. And I need to take a step back. Mm-hmm. And s- I know you're so good at that and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um And I need to start being more like an advisor. So what she said, one of the things she said to our therapist is, my mom will text me in the middle of the day. She's at a new school. And I guess I feel like I want this new school to be so perfect for her. And it's such a wonderful place and everything that I'm always checking to make sure that like everything is going according to the plan and she's doing great and whatever that I'll text her in the middle of the day and be like, how are you? Meaning like, Everything's good, right? You don't have anything to complain about and you love this new school and we're spending all this money and blah, blah, blah. Like all these things that put all this pressure on her and what I should be texting her in the middle of the day or maybe I shouldn't be texting her at all mm-hmm. in the middle of the yeah, day. That's a good exactly. point right there. 100%. If I am, what I should be saying is I love you or I'm here to support you or, you know, I hope you're having a great day or something positive without putting the pressure of... You know, I'm so worried that everything is going to fucking combust that I just need that reassurance. And that's terrible, horrible on my part. So I need to work. Why are you laughing? No, keep going. I'm loving it. But this. I'm serious. Yeah. No, it's true. It's awful. I should not do it. Um, and, and look, it all comes from a place of love. And I want to make sure she's OK. And I want, you know. But I got to stop that. I got to yeah, well, stop micromanaging if, my kids. If I can add on to that, too. Like they'll, like Mia will come down first thing in the morning. You'll say, are you doing your physics today? Mm-hmm. Are you, you're doing it today, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't do it yesterday. Are you doing it today? And she'll be like, oh God, mom, yes, of course. Yeah, I'm do- I'll do it. And then she doesn't. And then it's a whole thing. Like maybe if he didn't do that Mm-mm. and she didn't feel so. No, she would never do it. I don't know. Maybe- no, never, 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 never. Well, that I disagree th- with. Okay. But I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I maybe there's another way. Well, but some people, right. Maybe there's another another way. Absolutely. Yeah. But on top of that, people would say, okay, then if she doesn't do her fucking physics, then let the ramifications be the ramifications. Right. And she'll find out. And I can't do that. But I also feel like now with her in this new school that we're actually, you know, paying a lot of money for it. Like, no, you fucking do your physics. <laughs> like, you do exactly. whatever you're supposed to fucking do. Exactly. You know what this fucking physics test cost? <laughs> right. <laughs> this one little test, you know how much this one little hour that you're doing this test cost me? <laughs> I know. I know. It is hard. It's Listen, it's all hard. Right. And and it all comes from a good place. And I don't know. There's probably two sets of parents out there. There's probably a set of parents out there that's being like, Leave your fucking kids alone. And there's probably a set of parents that's like, I get it. I Well, they both make sense. But, you know, for us, maybe some other people too, like some kids maybe just can't be left alone and have to be encouraged in certain ways to get things done. Like, you know, like all, some like of our all kids, of <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you can't just say, you know, well, if you don't do it, you're yeah. going to see what happens. And they'd be like, fuck you. Don't care anyway. Right. You know, who knows? Well, did you watch Tick, Tick, Boom with us over the break? No. No, I watch it with the kids. So Tick, Tick, Boom is all about... Did you see Rent? No. Okay. I, I actually did go in Boston once with a friend of mine. But you were so high. You I was so fucking high, and I hated it so much. I was so bored. 
but I don't remember anything about it. Well, it's so funny that you were so bored. You probably would love it if you saw it but now. But I don't like like musicals. I don't Right, know. except Music Man. Except Music Man. I love Music Man. That's coming back, you said, right? Coming back. He Yeah, it started already, but then they both got COVID, and now it's... It's right. stopped. You'll yeah, take me if it comes back. 100%. Right? Okay. That's the only you. one I ever want to see because I don't like right. musicals except Music Man. Right. Yeah. So, Rent. So, the guy in Rent, Tick Tick Boom just came out on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, I very much recommend it. And and it's about Jonathan Larson, who was a playwright, and his whole mission in life was to become a playwright. Um, and he lived in New York City, and he lived in the time of AIDS, and most of his friends were gay and, and getting AIDS and dying from AIDS and everything. And and the whole thing was he felt like he was racing against the clock to become a famous playwright. And it's called Tick, Tick, Boom, because he feels like if he doesn't become a playwright by the time he's like 30, then it's not going to happen. So he spends his life trying to become a famous playwright, and he writes fantastic music and and Stephen Sondheim takes Munder's wing and all of this. But a lot of things happen and he's not able to become the playwright until Rent and the night that it opens, he dies. Because he had a, a heart aneurysm. Is that a thing? A heart, heart aneurysm? I don't no, know. Aneurysm is a Right, a brain thing. In Something brain. in his heart, not his brain. But he has basically lived his entire life to become a famous playwright. The night that it opens and everybody gets a standing ovation and everything happens, whatever, he dies. So Tick, Tick, Boom is basically like a race against the clock. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful. The music's wonderful, everything. Um, so if you haven't seen it, go see it. But at the same time, I related to that so much as a parent. Not in such a tragic sense, right? Because obviously it's a tragic story. But in the sense of, I've said this before, I constantly feel like I'm racing against the clock. I constantly feel like I have so long. Mia is going to be in college in, I don't know, it's January now. She's going to be in college in September of 2023. So that's... That's next year. Next year. That's fucking crazy. Right. And she's neurodivergent. She's LGBTQ. She has all these things that maybe are making her journey a little more difficult, a little slower, you know, a different pace, right? There's this one pace that everyone's supposed to go through. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong if she wants to take the year and uh, do gap something. Year, that you know? 100%. I encourage it, actually, because she could probably find some amazing experiences to do in between. 100%. Yeah. However, I want to be able to pick every single fucking experience <laughs> she has. Right, of course you do. I know. It's terrible. It's terrible. I have to figure out how to do that how mm-hmm. to and it's all done out of love but i need to be able to sh- figure out how to mm-hmm. change that yeah. right that would okay. work that would work as a wife too just saying what what <laughs> just i don't micromanage <laughs> you at all i'm just kidding all right we have to take another break way too late but we will talk about the goals for each other when we get back yes. <laughs> oh boy good Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right, so I think we should round this out perfectly for this episode for goals that we have for each other. I assume you have some goals for me because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do have some for you too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you asked me to come up with just two goals that would I would love for you to have in 2022. And obviously, number one, understanding finances and all that kind of stuff. We've gone through that since we started the podcast. That's something I just want to keep going forward with. And second was just to keep up your ideas that you have for Marriage of Martinis because we have so many great things happening and I think people are really going to love and I think you have some really good ideas and I want you to just make sure that you just keep doing it and mm-hmm. being excited about it and making these things happen. So that's um, my second goal for you, which I think you're really going to do well. And I'm I said there was something you want me to like things. improve about? Yeah, I have two more. Oh, I, I, have, I, have two, I was I, gonna say you could be, <laughs> I got off way too easy with that. I started off, you know, very nicely yeah. and very, you know, whatever. Well, if kind I don't of thing. get burnt out, I will hundred <laughs> percent do both of those things. <laughs> I have two bonus ones. Mm. I'll leave it mm-hmm. at that. Okay. Okay. So the the other one is you <laughs> for so many years you want me to help you and you're asking for help and you want help. I want help. I want some help. Just like the little things. Are you talking about me? You yeah, want me to help I want you? little, little, like I want help from you just for like the little things. Like, like for, for some reason, I don't know why, you know, I have an electric car. I have to park in the garage and charge my car and you park in front of my garage every day. Like, not every day. No way. Okay. No way. I've gotten Spy- much better. Oh, no, you have not. But maybe five days of the week that you do. And I will text you. Well, it's very nice that you have a garage. I do not. Oh, but that's your fault. Why is that my because fault? Because you throw all the garbage into the garage. So you that can't no be room. serious. Where would you like to <laughs> no, put all the fucking the bikes point. and everything? That's not the point. That is the point. No, it's not. Because you I- have a garage. I do not. Okay, I have to have a garage. Okay. Because my charger for my car I is in the garage. I take the kids and the dogs. Whoa! No! 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 Everywhere. I know, I know everything that you do, and if both, if if we had no garage, understood. I have to go in the garage because my car char. I don't have a car if I don't go in the garage because I can't charge it. Mm. Okay. I definitely have done much better with no. that. You need to give me some credit. No credit. I still have to text you. and like, can you please make sure your car is one not time, in front of my one garage? One time in the last long Only because I'm scared of you and I don't want to text you all the time. Don't park in front of my garage, You are please. fucking crazy. I've gotten so much better at that. <laughs> okay. We will agree to disagree on that one. The next one is what you were talking about before, how you kind of micromanage the kids and everything. So <laughs> I didn't fucking say that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's my little thing. Mm. Okay. If you would please, sweetheart, honey, dear, (laughs) not yell at the kids so much for some of the things they do because, honey, sweetheart, there are some of the things that you do, too, that you yell at them for. Oh, I will fucking kill you. (laughs) 
Like you if you would take them to the dentist more, <laughs> I wouldn't have to yell at them I so much. I hear you screaming at the top of your lungs because they left their clothes on the floor or their food out or whatever. The difference is I'm going to be the one to clean my clothes up. I'm going to be the one to clean my food up. Not them. But and walk, I'm going to be like, the one to do it for them too. I walk into the bathroom and I see your shit at... Excuse, excuse the pun there. I see your clothes everywhere. And who fucking cleans it? I I'm just, do. I'm just saying, I see the things that you yell at the kids for constantly that you kind of do the same thing. But I clean my I'm shit I'm just up. saying, it's there. I see it. Mm. <laughs> Good thing I have my period because you wouldn't fucking get sex anyway tonight. That's it. I was just trying to, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. All right. Phew. All right, the whole thing. Do you have a tissue? I just clean the sweat <laughs> off my brow for that one. Mm. <laughs> my turn. <laughs> it's the same thing I always say. I want you to take more like of an interest in women. No, no, no. <laughs> I will gladly be part of this. No, no, no. I phrased that completely <laughs> wrong. No. No, I came out wrong. I, <laughs> what I meant to say is I want you to... Take more of an appreciation in the female experience. Like I want you to, I feel like you lack a lot of compassion. And I feel like a lot of that you say is just, oh, I'm a guy or I don't have emotions or this or that. And like, I'm sort of like, I am 44 years old. I'm fucking done with using the excuse or allowing someone to use the excuse of I'm a guy or I'm a man or whatever. I want to be with someone who is fucking compassionate. And in some ways you are, you're very compassionate when it comes to the kids. You're very compassionate about, you know, like we have all these stray cats in our backyard and most husbands would be like, get those fucking cats out of there. And you're like, are they warm enough? Let's get them what they need. <laughs> Don't say that out loud. No, seriously. People. I am so incredibly grateful to you for that because our daughter is, Mia is obsessed with That's the only reason, cats. by the way. No, that's no, I'm not an, true. I'm, I'm an animal lover yes. and I love animals and I don't, right. don't want to see any harm come to any animals. I don't need stray cats in my life. Right. But I know my daughter loves them yeah. and will be distraught if something happens no, to them. No, so you're I like, make sure. I'd like to bring them inside if our dogs weren't such assholes and yeah, stuff. I yeah, I would. Yeah. I totally No, you, I am, that turns me on in a big way. When I see you like looking outside at the cats, I'm like, oh, are they like taken care of and whatever? <laughs> Not that you fucking take care of them, but I, I fed them. I'm very much like, oh my God, you're so compassionate to anybody, to everybody, except I don't feel that same compassion. So I think you're harder on me than you are on the rest of the world. Always. I, this has been since the beginning of our marriage. I think you're harder on me than the rest of the world. And I would love this year if you would show me the same compassion that you show the fucking rest of the world. I would like to feel that. And you're, you have that acceptance of me. You're accepting of my OCD. You're accepting of, of all these things. I want it to go a step further in that. I want to feel like you're so concerned about me that you feel this compassion towards my being burnt out and at the end of my rope and whatever that you do certain things. So, so I think a lot of that comes with the female, like understanding the female experience and, and I think you're closed minded when it comes to taking an issue, like an interest in 
things that are different from your regular repertoire. Like I always say, you listen to all male podcasts. You watch all male-centered television shows, unless it's like Yellow Jackets, where it's a bunch of women like fighting for their lives. And, you know, (laughs) I just... Well, you know what? I'm going to agree with you. Because I, I just recently, I'm a huge fan of stand-up comedy. I love stand-up comedy. But I always realize I don't love female stand-up comedy. Right. People and I, always say females aren't funny. Or they're, if they're hot, they're not funny. Or If they're what? If, if they're, they're hot, hot, they're not funny. You can either no, be hot or funny. Uh, I don't even look at that. Like, I just, I, like, I don't watch women's stand-up comedy like i don't i don't find it funny to me so i've been trying to get more into it and understanding what they're talking about and i just started that probably in the last few months because of we've had this conversation before today so i really want so who'd you watch i mean i don't i don't know names but oh please fucking no names i don't know the men you know the guys names yes you do no i don't because i bullshit there's this um thing on i think it's netflix where it's like young stand-ups like no names kind of people so i don't know the guys names i don't know the women's names and it's just you know half and half love louis ck or we should not go there but but it's fine with me and i will go there if you want to his stand-up you love I mean, there are uh, lots of guys who we've watched stand up and you my know their names. Favorite right. comedians of all time, yes, are all men. Absolutely. I and I've been but, trying. But that's that that is every that is everything in your life. All your shows are are men based. All your podcasts are male based. All your musicians are male based. Right. So what I was saying was I was trying. Like we had this discussion previously, and I was trying to get to expand my horizons here and get into the comedy of women. Am I allowed to recommend things that you watch and listen to without you, without knowing before you watch and listen to it that you're going to hate it? No, absolutely. As long as it's not like a book. I'm not going to sit there and read. A, like, I don't, first of all, I don't read a book. I know, but even there are certain podcasts I would love you to listen sure. to. That I, I don't know. I just feel like... I just feel like you're one of the reasons I'm going to get so much fucking shit for this, but I feel like you're one of the reasons why I'm not at peace. And I know that's fucked up. Well, I'm sorry, but I know people are going to message me. I know. I know on Monday, I'm going to get messages of people saying, Oh, the only one who can give you peace is you. Yeah. If I fucking lived alone, the only one who could give me peace is me. Like Tom Hanks in Castaway, only one who could give him peace. But I well, live with fucking other people. Wilson gave him peace. You know that was named <laughs> after Rita Wilson, the the no. uh, his wife. Yeah. No, you know what? By the way, I love Chelsea Handler. I think she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think she's she's hysterical. Agreed. I love her. She says, but so many incredible. I asked you to go to the Borgata to see her with me, and you I, said no. I watched her stand up. I hated it. Uh. Hated it. Yeah, because it's probably like feminist based and stuff. I don't. But but it, how is it different than her personality and when she's on talk shows and when she's on whatever else she does? Like I love her as an actress. I love her as a person. I think she says so many wonderful, great, incredible things. But the stand-up just did not do it. I just well, didn't then, like I, it. I get that because I have certain people who I love them and then I don't like their stand-up. Yeah, so yeah, I, I get that. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, it's not a women men thing. Like it's just I don't know. The stand-up just. Didn't do it for me. I don't know. But I do think, you know, people say to me all the time, We look, we have reviews on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts and everything that are like, why is she complaining? She's the only one who can bring herself happiness. I think that's fucking bullshit. 
Like literally, if I was the old woman living in the shoe, yes, I would be fucking responsible for my own happiness. But I live with people and I'm surrounded by you and the kids and whatever. Like I cannot, I want to, I want to know how many people out there have kids who are complaining all day and everything. And they're like, I'm at peace. Fuck that shit. Who the fuck is at peace? Well, nobody's at peace. You think I'm at peace? Well, I don't know, but fuck that. No way. Okay. But I am saying that part of the reason why I'm not at peace, I think is because I don't think you really understand what I go through as a female. Okay, you're not going to be at peace. I, move to Utah, become a monk, and go like live in the mountains, and you'll be at peace. There's no fucking okay. monks in Utah. Utah is like the mecca of monks? A poly... No. Pol- like, polygamy. Is it not Utah? I thought it was Utah. Of monks? Yeah, there's like the fucking mountains up there, and like the monks are all living up there, and they're all at peace, and... Right? Maybe, Isn't maybe. That I don't know. I think so. All I know is that uh, okay. no, the, but- the, 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 the show Big Love was in Utah. Okay. About polygamy. Isn't that Utah? I don't know. It doesn't matter. My my point is we're, nobody's at peace. Okay? Go Come go on. be a monk and live in the mountains and pray to I whatever and be I am trying to be at peace. Okay, you can't. It's not going to happen. That's not fucking fair. <laughs> okay. Okay. You're right. Life sucks. It's not, it's <laughs> oh not fair. Oh, my God. Nobody's at peace. I'm I want to have moments of peace. I wanted you to take the kids to you the ha- dentist tomorrow <laughs> morning so that I could have an hour and a half of peace. And you I said no. I give you plenty of peace every weekend and go to your room. Go be by yourself with the dogs. No, like, that's not peace. I walked in on you. That's a break. I walked in on you humping Augie this morning and you were <laughs> at peace and you were having a great time. You have plenty of no, peace. No, there's a difference between a break and feeling like peace. Okay. It's not going to happen, unfortunately. No, fuck you. Till uh, I'm that's dead. Not fair. Until the kids are out, then you'll be at peace. Fine. You should be dead soon, then. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, listen, I, I just feel like if you listened, if I could send you a pod, like there, okay, if there's a podcast that I love, okay, no, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be even more specific. Next Wednesday. I am talking to Eve Ensler, who is a phenomenal writer. She's one of Reese Witherspoon's very good friends. I fucking love her. She and I have become friendly. She's amazing. Her entire mission in life is to allow women and moms to feel more of a sense of peace and find ways to find your identity, even with the fact that we are all taking care of other people all the time and to reclaim that time and to say, I deserve more. And I have a, a interview with her on Wednesday and I've been reading her book, her new book, which is phenomenal. And I would love to give you this book and be like, here are post-it note pages where, that I want you to read. Please do this interview with me. And I know that the reaction would be, I fucking work. I'm not doing this interview with you. I'm not interested in this. I don't want to do it. And that upsets me. I wish that I could say to you, you will understand so much more of what I go through if you listen to this and read this and and do this interview with me. And I would love you to do it. Mm -hmm. But you're going to say no. Right. Right. Okay. For 2022, I would love if we could have some like dream far out there celebrity interviews did you think of anything like did did you have somebody in mind that you want to have on oh absolutely i i listened to the uh is it dak shepherd yeah dak 
Dak or Dax? Dax. Dax. Dax Shepard podcast. Armchair he, expert. Okay. And he had on um, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. They were on there just talking about crypto. And I've been wanting to do a crypto episode. Cryptocurrency. So cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, I've been wanting to do one for so long. I had somebody lined up. I was going to do it. Fuck him. He screwed people over. It was a whole big thing. Doesn't matter. Didn't happen. I loved how kind of like down to earth that they were talking about this thing. I want them on so bad. I want to talk to them about this. I want people to understand what this is. So if anybody, if anybody who knows um, Ashton or Mila, <laughs> or if you're if they're listening, <laughs> if they're listening, <laughs> yeah, hit me up. <laughs> let's do this. All right, I really, let's I, get them on. I have such right, a let's conversation. Start a campaign. I want to talk to you guys about. So please. That's I'd all, love to talk to them too. That's I wouldn't talk all, to them about crypto. No, you'd have to. That's what this episode would be okay. about. But there was a few other things they talked about on there too that I want to kind of dive into also. So you would love the conversation, okay. I think. All right. So so start spamming uh, Mila and right. Ashton with uh, yeah, sure. They're going to love that. Yeah, I'm yeah sure. Exactly. We have one right, year to make this happen. We have one more year. That's my goal. Got for it. 2022. All right. So, yeah. But are you going to take any initiative to make I it happen? I don't know how. Well, you have to figure that out. I'll do it. All right. Or get our team. We have people who work for us sure. who could do it. Okay. Okay. Um, my dream podcast guest. Yeah. Yo, mama. Sorry. <laughs> Your my, mom. my mother? Yeah. It was, it, I didn't know if your mama was like somebody out there. I don't know. You mean, <laughs> you mean my mom? I do. I think that having your mom on would be real. Listen, we had my parents on. Mm-hmm. My sister's been on a bunch of times. Good luck with that. I know. Um, I do. I think having your mom on would be a really, really important episode. Um, I think if we could have an honest conversation, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you're going to want to take this all out tomorrow, and I don't want you to. I won't. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I, I think that people are always asking us to do in-law episodes. Like, that's the biggest thing we get. And, you know, we've been doing this for Still? over three years. What? Still, I know people oh, were saying yeah, that in yeah, the beginning. Yeah. I don't uh, know. People if that are always still... like, "Why don't you do a lot of in-law episodes?" And obviously, you do well with my parents, and and I do think a son-in-law, you know, relationship with their in-laws is much different. Um, but I think that if if we had your mom on, I think she and I have such a real relationship when it comes to mother-daughter-in-law. Like we have our struggles for sure. Mm-hmm. There's no. It has not been like unicorns and rainbows by any means. However, we love each other very much, I think. At least I love her very much. I cannot speak to the otherwise, but I do think she does. Yeah. I think she appreciates no, absolutely. me. Absolutely. And I, and I think it's only been so much better in the last few years, too. Agreed. Like, yeah, things have Since happened. Since she went through your stuff. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things I'd like to talk to her about. You know, I'd love to talk to her about all of that and how we both dealt with it. Um. And I think it's a very real mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship. Like, I think there are some mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationships. Listen, first of all, I've said before on the podcast, I think this is the most complicated relationship in the world. The mother-in-law, daughter-in-law relationship, I think is so complicated. And and we've done a lot of work. And I think that we both have, number one, an appreciation of when you were going through all of your stuff. You know, <clears throat> we kind of had a connection and, and tried to sort of team up in a way. And I, I also would love to ask her things about 
how they started their business and working with your dad. And, you know, there's so many things I would like to ask mm-hmm. her. However, she's a very quiet person. Um, and I don't know if she would be open to it, but I would love her to be. But I would love for people to hear the dynamic of us. And um, and I think we have a very real dynamic. It has, n- it has been not been easy in the least. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we love each other very much. And I, me and you or you and my mom? I think it would be a given that you and I love each other. Right? No, me and your mom. Okay. I just want no, to you don't think that. so. No, of course I do. I and I think there's sure. a mutual respect. But we're like, I always say about my brother, if he could go out and find a woman who was more unlike my mom, there is no one he could find more than my sister-in-law. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And my sister-in-law is a phenomenal human being. I'm, I love her so much. She's so amazing. But he literally went out and was like, who is the most unlike my mom? And he found her. And they're both amazing for their own ways. I think you kind of did the same thing. Like, I think my your mom and I are very, very different. Well, I think both of us did. Uh, how Agreed. different from my from your dad am I? Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah, there are certain ways. Well, there are certain ways that I sort of feel like even you are more different than my dad. Wait, what? I don't know. I mean, uh, the financial stuff and everything a little bit. You're not as far off. Well, no. I think I think we're probably very similar because you're the common de- denominator oh, there. So, yeah. Sake. So that's why we became so similar. Damn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 911, I'd like to report an emergency. <laughs> All right. I think uh I think we're done. Okay. Yeah. This has gone on long enough. Okay. I think. Oh. No? You just want to keep going? You should say goodbye to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) What? You should just say goodbye. (laughs) There's a hole being dug in the backyard (laughs) as we speak. All right. All right. Happy 2022. Yeah. Happy New Year's, everybody. Oh, yeah. We didn't say that. Happy 2022. I just hope that everybody. Oh, and we're going to do 100%. We are going to do a Build Your Brand 2022. Uh, seminar, webinar, webinar, whatever. But oh. it's gonna be way more fun than every any fucking webinar you've ever done. And, cool. and you either better come with cocktails or mocktails, okay? Because we're gonna have a fucking good time. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about this. Me too. <laughs> I hope you're planning it as we speak. <laughs> right. Sure. All right. We love you. Thanks, and, guys. Oh, oh. wait. I want to say one more thing. Go ahead. In the last two weeks, we have gotten so many ratings and reviews on, on yeah, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, I just noticed that. I know I asked people to do it, and they did it. I saw I saw somebody who said, I love Adam and Danielle. I love how they get ripped and do a podcast mm-hmm. and spill everything, mm-hmm. or something like that. She's from Australia. That was amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, And that was so incredible, and we read every single one, and we're so grateful. Please, please, please go on and do that. I mean, it has been a wonderful couple weeks that I asked people for the end of the new year, you know, to to do that. But if you could start a 2022 with that, that would be amazing. All of your resolutions are to rate and review Marriage Five stars. Five stars. (laughs) Yes. All right. We love you. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.